right, Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. I haven't got a song for my homies. I haven't got a song for my babies. Haven't got a song for my people, them. But we move same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, it is me, Kalechi, in a blood clot place to be. Welcome back to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, suck your mum. If this is your first time joining me, listening to this podcast, welcome. Um, you're probably going to be listening because something of something I'm going to say later on, but oh well, don't care, going to say what I want. Um, yeah, I am currently in the Netherlands. <laughs> makes a change from last week's episode where we were talking about um, the Belgian Grand Prix and how that went. That was just a rainy motherfucker. Um, The Netherlands Grand Prix has been amazing, but I'll talk about that in Start Your Motors later on. So I feel like let's just get into the things because there's lots of things to discuss. So let's start then with the tarot for this week. So the question I put to spirit was just a general one. Like what's the general message for this time? Um, what's the general message for, yeah, that's just calling out that people need to hear it this time. And it's funny, I was doing an Instagram live on Saturday evening and a similar message seemed to have come out. And when messages come out like that, I tend to think like, right, it's also speaking to me too. So, um, I always believe in taking note. I mean, anything that really I do a reading about does speak to me in one way, shape or form. Um, but yeah, anyway, so you're going to have to kind of deal with the sound. If it echoes a bit, it's literally because we've got this big, um, room, um, that F1 sorted. So yeah, I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, the first card that comes out is the sun in reverse. So some people, it might be a case of, um, I do think about this in terms of like, whether it's um, a pregnancy loss or um, some kind of a termination, especially with the laws that we're hearing about in Texas at the moment, which is absolutely fucking wild. Um, but also the way that I read this card, the sun in reverse, is really about not thriving where you are. Like you're not, at the moment, you're not thriving where you are. Like you can't see the sunshine. You can't blossom really the way that you deserve to where you are at the moment. And you're being encouraged eight of cups to go in search of your other two of cups. Like what is going to fulfill you? What are the things that you require in order for you to shine your brightest, in order for you to vibrate your highest? Like what are the things that you require and desire that rhymed? Anyway, The next card is the six of wands and the six of wands talks about that. Like you're, you need to go where you're celebrated. Some of us are chucking our heads into spaces and situations, whether work-wise or personal, um, where you're not being celebrated there. Like people aren't respecting the, what you bring to the table. So how much longer are you, like how much more are you going to keep putting on the table if people don't even recognize what they're, that the girls are being fed, the girls are being fucking nourished. 
but they're not understanding the value in all of the things that you're bringing. So what's the point of remaining there? Like you've got to leave the, t- the table when love is no longer being served um, or food with seasoning starts being served and um, or stops being served rather. Yeah, you need to go where you are being celebrated. You know where you need to go where there's victory for you. Um, and at the moment where you are, whether that's a physical space or an emotional space with other people interacting with other people interpersonally, it's not serving you. So you need to go where that serves you best. And the card that comes out again with this is the star card in reverse. Like you cannot heal here. Like you're not being given the things that you need right here where you are. Um, it feels more so like in this case, for some people, it's a work environment. Like it's, it's really affecting your health to be somewhere that feels like, I know people throw the word around, but it is spiritually and energetically toxic to be in these situations and you deserve better. You literally do. You deserve better than where you are. And to confirm the message, we've got the two of wands out here where we see the woman looking over the sea or looking out at the sea and she's got one wand in her hand and she's got the other one and the other wand standing upright to her right. So for some people, it's a case of relocating. Um, it's a case of com- making different communities um, online, like or joining different different communities online. For some of you, it might be adjusting your dating profile. Like what you're liking is not really benefiting you; it's not serving you. So um, you know that feels like a strong message, like of going where you're celebrated, go where you can shine your brightest because you deserve to. And anybody that doesn't like the shine that you're bringing to the thing, they can fuck off. As uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and you know, I'm always giving a person anecdote but the way that I see it is really like you know how I've been posting about F1 this past weekend um quite a few people unfollowed me and I thought that that was really interesting that when I'm doing things that bring me joy people have to unfollow and I understand people unfollowing if they feel some type of way because like so many people message me like oh I'm so jealous of you right now I'm so jealous of you right now I appreciated the honesty and I guess like you know I took it for what it is because jealousy is just an emotion that we all feel and it's about processing that and they were just, you know, sharing, fine. There are some people who don't feel like they want to voice that and they would rather unfollow. Also, that is fine. But I feel like there's another group of people who they fail to understand that I'm a multifaceted being. Like I can talk about the things and still live my life and I will continue to live my life. I'm not going to stop living my life because other people are offended by it. Like, why is it that when it comes to black women, especially other black women, why is it that for other black women, all you want is struggle? Why do you want to define me only by, oh, she speaks about this and she speaks about that? Why can't I do other things? things that to you might seem frivolous or trivial. Like I have a whole ass life. I'm not going to be every day, every day. I must be the one to talk about this thing. Don't you think that that burden is a lot? Don't you think I too deserve to, to just chill and ease off and live my best life? No, no. Go suck your mother dog. Um, But yeah, I just think that that's um, an interesting thing. Like I want to be able to do the things that I enjoy doing, whether you understand them or not. And just purely from the joy that you see me exuding from doing that thing, you should be happy for me and celebrate in that joy. And if you're feeling some kind of way like, "Raw, I don't have that joy in my life. You deserve that kind of joy. Seek that kind of joy. Seek it. You chase it. Go like attract it to you. You deserve to have your own joy. So when you see other people, feeling joyful about the things that they have worked hard to bring towards themselves, you're not acting mad and then deciding that, oh, I'm going to unfollow because rare, rare, rare. I mean, even in terms of like videos, I put out the video footage and things like that or pictures 
And for all the people that follow me, I'm just like, yes, I know the algorithm of Instagram is mad, but there are also people who are just like, no, I want her talking about all of these things. Otherwise I'm not going to like the thing. And you can stay there because if I decide tomorrow that I'm going to delete my Instagram page, there's no motherfucker that's going to stop me. So just remember that. And then you'll, you'll go and figure out where you're going to get that content from. Cause everybody really needs to be behaving themselves because I just, I don't understand it. But you know, it's also another thing of like, when you see people doing something that you think is great. Celebrate them in that moment. Give them their flowers in that moment, unless they're allergic to flowers, but we're not talking about literal flowers. They're figurative. Um, give them their flowers in that moment. It gets really tiring sometimes where people are like, oh, they want to wait until like I'm stressed about something or I'm down about something to be like, oh, I just wanted to say that you do this for me and do that, do that for me. Maybe you should have said it earlier because then that person probably wouldn't be in that down state. If you had said it earlier, don't wait to give people their flowers, give it to them immediately, give it to them at the time that you see them doing the thing. And I'm blessed because so many listeners who also follow my social media pages, like you lot were going hard in the mother fucking paint. You were tagging the people, commenting, doing what needs to be done. And I think that that, if you're serious about the fact that you enjoy the podcast, you enjoy what I do, you appreciate the work that I do, then everything in life is reciprocal. You can't continue chopping, chopping, chopping content, chopping my energy from the um, podcast, enjoying, doing enjoyment and doing self-betterment. But when it's the time for you to do one thing, you can't do it because, oh, I'm not really on Instagram like that. Motherfuck you. Motherfuck you. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that and get that off my chest because there's a lot that I want to get off my chest today because my chest feels hurver. Um, but yeah, so that's that that I wanted to say. Um, then let's get into, let's get into magnificence and I'll come back to all of the things. So magnificence, mm, do we have a letter? I've literally got show notes this week, like literally show notes written on paper because um, of how I've set everything up. It's just been a busy time this weekend. Um, yes. So let me see, where is the letter that I saw first that I enjoyed? Um, yeah, let's start with this one. Here we go. Hey, Kinechi. Hope you're really well. I like the podcast. Um, I just wanted to um, send a nomination for Cheer of Magnificence. So my nomination goes to the Inn of the Students of Brampton Manor um, in East Ham in London. Um, so that school, over half of the children um, are qualified for free school meals, and most of the children there are from so-called ethnic minorities. I hate that word, but that's what that's the word they use. Um, and they, today they've sent 55 children to Oxford and Cambridge, which has surpassed the number that eat in our sending. Um, and of course the system is all elitist and rigged. Um, but I was scrolling down their Twitter feed, and it's just sort of A stars after A stars, and children going to... Um, Stanford and Harvard on full scholarships and UCL and Cambridge and LSE and these these students have just done so well and they are the future and they've done so well in the face of a government that doesn't care about them and has, and has done the most to try and stop them from achieving this magnificence. Um, so yeah, um, I just want to give them all the slaps on the chest for doing so amazingly and just wish them all the best for the future. That was a lovely. Thank you for sending that through, baby. Thank you for sending that through, baby girl. I really appreciate it. Two slaps on the chest of the students from Brampton Manor. Um, you know me, I've, I've bigged up Brand Brampton Manor before because of the letters that some of you have sent in. I still don't know how I feel about everything 100% because 
if any of these lot grow up to be anything like Kemi Badenoch, whatever they call her, that you're now going to go and join the Conservative Party, then I'm not wishing you well and I'm taking my slaps back. But if you go on to do great things, then I appreciate you. Well done for getting the scores and getting the grades that you got. You deserve it. Go on to do um, amazing things and just don't turn into an ashy braided, um, regrowth, um, unchecked, um, nasty, salty cow. Um, yeah, so that was my first share your magnificence um i've got another show your magnificence that i really liked well this one says magnificence slash suck out lol hey kalechi i hope you're having a smashing time at the f1 i probably didn't use the right terminology as i'm not familiar with races lol i'm glad that you're you are getting recognized for your gifts and receiving moments of joy because of that i have a share your magnificence and a suck out combined the share your magnificence goes to my mum two slaps on your chest mum who dealt with the situations with um a calmness and composure because each person in these situations deserves to have their parts cussed out it's three separate incidents and only one of them involves a white person this misogynoir bullshit runs deep First incident, the other week I went with my mum to get her second vaccine shot. We went to the place and there was a man and a woman. The queue for the man was empty, so we went to him. He asked for my mum's name. He asked for it three times, like he couldn't understand or my mum didn't say it clearly clearly enough. Then she said she wasn't, um, then, um, then she said she wasn't um, on her system and asked her for her NHS number and something else. The information was on her vaccine card. He also looked to look at the text message while we obviously just turned up randomly seeking free vaccinations. He then said she wasn't on the system, goes to his female colleague and goes loudly so people can hear. This lady says she's here for her vaccine appointment, but she's not on the system. Within two seconds of the lady looking at my mum's vaccination, she went to the dickheaded man. Um, what you typed isn't um, in isn't the NHS number. In 30 seconds, the lady brought up my mum's details and, and she said she can go through. Before we were even out of earshot, the dickhead guy goes, oh, was she on the system? My mum turned around and says, yes, she is. Second incident. This week at our local pharmacy on the high street, for content, my mum has been using this pharmacy for nearly 20 years. Anyway, there was a staff member from an agency as they had a sh staff shortage. My mum went to collect her medication. He asked her for ID. My mum tells him that she has never been asked for ID. He responds with, well, I'm asking for ID. Before my mum had a chance to decide if she was going to cuss out his brass or not, fortunately, one of the pharmacists... Um, in that day was one of the black ladies and she immediately diffused it by going, actually, she lives locally and we know her. He wasn't finished. He wasn't satisfied. He then asked my mum really loudly, do you pay for your medication? My mum went, no, and you're not going to embarrass me for that either. And she left swiftly after that. Third incident, this was a subsequent situation once my mum left the pharmacy. She was in one of the health shops in the high street. Again, both of us use it frequently and she and we know most of the staff in there. My mum is being served and the lady decides to get up real close behind my mother as a way to aggressively hurry her, um, hurry her up. Get this now. There was actually a free counter next to my mum. The lady was saying, next customer, please. But this bint decided to tailgate my mum instead. 
So my mum said to the man serving her that no one rushes her, especially when they're a stranger. The man serving her said she can take as long as she wants and both him and the female member of staff were chuckling and sniggering because it was so stupid. Rather than use her logic and be served at the next available till, she wanted to assert her perceived superiority through violence. In each situation, my mum really could have cussed out their parts, but she didn't, which is why I'm dedicating Share Your Magnificence to my mum and each person in those stories can suck out their others and suck themselves out too while they're at it dickheads so far too long to put in a voice note and I didn't want it to look like I'm an angry um, that I'm angry all the time I'm not just my Pluto in Scorpio lights up my cancer ascendant particularly if anyone tries coming for my mother look I'm the same Pluto in Scorpio I'm the same I feel you love and appreciate all that you do thank you for gifting us facets of yourself definitely joining your patreon soon no pressure if you feel inclined check out some of my astro videos on youtube um this person is called sekmet's visions that's s-e-k-h-m-e-t-s like sekmet's visions um whether you do or you whether you do or not i will look forward to tuning in to the next episode and your tarot reading which is always on point blessings to you and your family thank you so much thank you for that um so yeah go and check out Sekhmet's visions um they've written in a couple of times or a few times and it's always a pleasure reading the messages i love all of you like regular people that write in even if i don't get to your messages straight away i love that you do that for me and you send me the things because boy you lot are helping me have the content in it because otherwise i'll just be i'll just be looking i will just be looking and especially when it comes to share your magnificence, I implore you to send me all of the wonderful things because um, sometimes I can be really moody. And as far as I'm concerned, there's no magnificence whatsoever, even though I know that people are doing amazing, brilliant things. So if you send them to me, then I'm less likely to miss them. So please send me more share your magnificence to sym at kalechiokafor.com. And did I pronounce it differently this week? Oh, well, it's my name. I can do what I want. Um, <laughs> so next thing, um, I wanted to pick up um, Brixton Soup Kitchen, two slaps on their chest um, for Share Your Magnificence. Um, they were doing this drive and they managed to get um, 632 families supported with school uniforms and school supplies. And it's amazing, really. And I feel like Brixton Soup Kitchen needs all of the love, all of the support, because they're really out here doing the things when we're talking about like a community focus group that you're constantly seeing just doing things like it matters that they think about the community. They think about those who are um, less privileged in those situations and they do their best to bring the community together to help them. So two slaps on the chest of Brixton Soup Kitchen because it's a real thing like parents getting ready for their children to go back to school and you've got to buy all of these uniforms and and um, stationery and retete and blah 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 and it's like where are they meant to get the money from because every day the government's moving mad and the minister of education that little complex um she's always got wayward things to say so um yeah, it's just important that we can support each other in any way possible. Um, when I, I, I liked doing a while back, I was doing this thing where I'd pay, like I'd give money to the barbers that I was going to when I was cutting my hair, I'd give money to the barber that I was going to. So if anybody around the area wanted to take their child to get their hair cut before school was starting, that that would be covered by what I've paid. And I might go back to doing that because I just want people to feel fresh and so clean, clean when they've got to go back into this um, dusty education system, at least look crisp while you're dealing with institutional racism. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's that for Share Your Magnificence. So I'm going to big up 
the first of this week's show sponsors who are Issue and I will be right back. So what do you do for yourself, baby? What do you do for yourself? Like, what are you working for yourself? Are you, even if you're not working for yourself, like whether you're doing it as part of a team, whether you're doing it by yourself, um, it's time to get creative with the things that you're putting out for the rest of the girls. Make your online presence and your business stand out from the rest with issue. Um, you know, first impressions count. So if you're looking to make an impact with your online content, you need to use Issue. It's the easiest way to make your creative ideas come to life and, and you can share it everywhere that you want to be seen. Um, you made it. Now it's time to post it on your website and share it to Instagram and send it to your contacts. Like you can just do so much um, with your creation and it includes reformatting, resizing, re-downloading and re-uploading. Like, oh God, if you're having to do all of that, like issue is your girl, like that's what you need to be using. Basically, what is issue? Issue is an all-in-one platform um, to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to flipbooks and brochures and more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs because issue features your creativity in an easy to um, view way um, on any device. Make it once and distribute it absolutely everywhere. You don't have to reformat it. You don't have to start worrying about manually resizing it and all of them digger digger things like it's done for you. So your content, your content is um, already optimized for engagement and ready to share. And more time, the reason that people's work is like flopping and people aren't really engaging with it in the way that the people would like you as the creative would like is because they have to go and do something that would make it possible for them to view the thing. If everything's already ready and in place, it makes life so much easier. Because um, so basically, issue it helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content um, that stands out. And you can start using Issue for free. They also um, offer premium features that give a more customized experience. So get started with Issue today, like I said, for free. Um, or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash say your mind. So, um, well, no, actually you can, yeah, issue, yeah, issue.com slash say your mind, yeah, um, so that's issuu.com slash say your mind, and, and use promo code straws, and, um, yeah, go and get your life, um, when you get to check out, put the code, uh, straws in, and, um, if you're getting a premium, you get your 50% off your premium account, so go and live your best life, go and live your best life, Yes. Anyway, let's get on with So You Mad. So this week first on So You Mad, I'm going to be talking about another straggly head cow called Candace Owens, um, who's basically the US version of the straggly regrowth queen that I spoke about over here earlier when I was talking about education. Um, so Candace Owens, uh, she was loving off Trump, proper tickling the ball sacks of Trump, thinking it was great. She was another one that was like a COVID denier and um, anti-vax, all of them things there, like just doing everything that she wanted to do to kind of confuse everybody and just be, just generally be mad. Like for me, it's fine if like you don't agree with certain things and you think that this is like hyperbole or you think that this is being sensationalized or rare, 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 like that, all of that is fine. But if you are, um, if you've got a certain like large platform, you have to be really responsible with the things that you're saying. I feel like for me, there's been even a lot of growth from the beginning of the pandemic till now. Like I've got to be responsible with the things that I say because I might have personal feelings about something 
and have my like theories about certain things, but I need to make sure that I'm being responsible um, for the people who listen to me, right? And Candace Owens was just out here spreading the wildest shit. And then she then wanted to, um, she contacted um, a private uh, COVID testing center because yeah, I guess she wanted to get tested. And she posted in her stories on Instagram the response that she got from the owner of the private um, COVID testing center. And they basically said to her, I've just learned of this testing request. And as the owner of this business, I'm going to refuse this booking and deny service. We cannot support someone who has proactively worked to make this pandemic worse by spreading misinformation, politicizing and discouraging the wearing of masks and actively dissuading people from receiving life-saving vaccinations. The only other local testing option is the free kiosk by City Hall. They mail their tests to Texas and have inconsistent result times. Do not take appointments so it's walk-in only midday weekdays um in their back alley my team and myself have worked overtime to exhaustion unpaid and underpaid this past year spending our own capital to ensure that our community remains protected it will be unfair to them and to the sacrifices we have all made this year to serve you Susanna I love that Susanna didn't put warm wishes um I put lots of super fit love if I'm messaging from the um studio um pole dance studio account Susanna just put her name big up yourself Susanna in fact you should have been in share your magnificence because let me tell you something Susie babe I I love that fucking energy. You hear me, Suzanne? Yes. Give it to them. Give it to them. Because Candace Owens is an irresponsible clerk. She's an irresponsible cow. Because you are out here saying people, telling people, don't wear masks. You don't need to get vaccinated. Go out in big groups. Do all of this. Do all of that. Meanwhile, now you want to get tested and you want to get tested privately. No. Go and show your face to everybody. Go and show your nyash. Go and show your nyash to the whole world. Don't go and hide anywhere. Don't go and do it privately. Let us all, let us all look up your nostrils let us all look down your throat you stupid scarecrow let us all do that because it's so mad to be telling people to not it's the same with trump spreading all of this shit but meanwhile you're getting booster shots all of you man are getting the vaccines and you're getting booster shots on top meanwhile you're telling everybody oh no it's a hoax it's a hoax going you why don't you drink some death hole or why don't you drink some clorox and it will take the the virus out your system you stupid dumb bitch that's what you lot were telling people to do but now and and this is the thing, and this is the thing, isn't it? Because general everyday people are listening to these people um, who are, um, you know, authority figures or whatever, and they're being led astray. Like people are being led to their deaths because they're listening to these fools who um, are still doing the things that they have been told by science that they need to do. They're still doing it behind the scenes while encouraging you not to. It's like that person that when you're in class, they'll be playing with you. They'll be distracting you from doing your work. Meanwhile, they've done their homework at home and they'll pass the test and you'll be sitting there looking like a mumu because you didn't, you didn't focus at the time that you needed to focus. 2021 and beyond, focus on your own work. Focus on your own, your, your, your own worksheet. Stop playing around with people because you don't know when they, whether they've done the work at home or not. You can only go by what people tell you with their mouths. You don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. So don't play yourself, honestly. And Candace Owens, she played herself and I'm really, really glad that Susan Susanna denied her service. People were like, oh, well, I don't know how I feel about this. Denying care to people. No, no, no. Look, I'm a private company. I can deny whatever the fuck I want to deny. I'll tell you that from now. And the thing is, 
she, there's a free one. Literally, there's a free one. So you don't have to pay me. I don't want your money. You can take your money and keep it and, and go and sort out the, your crispy, relaxed hair. Go and sort that out and go to the free service and let everyone see your face. Like, go there. You don't need to be here. Go away. Go away and go and wait for the unreliable testing times and result times and all of them things because that's what you deserve. Because if you had taken it seriously and supported for more funding for the structure of how all of this was going to run, then you wouldn't be in this situation. And now you need to get tested like the dumb bitch that you are because you are out here telling people that they don't need to listen. Look at your life full. Um, so that was like, <laughs> that was my first, so you mad. My second, so you mad, because, um, for those who were kind of like, so you mad. So what's the difference between so you mad and so you mad and suck your mum? Really? The, the, the difference is minute. Like I look at the pop culture things. I look at the current affair things and, the, um, um, current affairs things. And I just think to myself, well, I don't really want to give a straw to this person, but what I might've seen might be extremely wild, but I don't think they deserve a straw. So I just kind of put it in there. Just like the general shaggery, the general fuckery that's happening in the world goes into so you mad. And then suck your mum, AKA straw of the week is just safe for the extreme fuckery like that cannot be ignored that they need to get like their assholes just torn to shreds for the nonsense that they're doing in this world and obviously share your magnificence is to celebrate all of the wonderful people who are doing wonderful things um so anyway um this one could have gone into straw of the week but i had no one specifically that i wanted to dedicate it to so a young nazi sympathizer who downloaded bomb making instructions has been sentenced to read classic novels including pride and prejudice um instead of being given a prison sentence and whew, let's get into it yeah let's get into it so um it says here Judge Timothy Spencer QC, Queen's Counsel. Actually, I could have dedicated it. To, I could have de dedicated it to Judge Timothy because he's clearly a mad individual. Um, Judge Timothy Spencer QC told 21-year-old Ben John, you should have already known that he's a terrorist because he has two first names, but I'll wait. Um, he told Ben John, 21-year-old Ben John, that he could stay out of prison as long as he steered clear of white supremacy literature and read books and plays by Jane Austen, William Shakespeare, um, Thomas Hardy and Charles Dickens. Now, that's really funny because they've got offensive shit all in their things that I feel like one could argue does support white supremacy. Like, if you're telling him, don't go and read white supremacist texts. Instead, go and read all of these canonic texts by all of these dead white people um, because that will surely help you from not making whiteness the centre of your entire life. That is the whole fucking problem how he ended up here in the first place. He's already centred his whiteness and you're telling him to go and centre his whiteness more. You lot don't understand understand things and that is part of the problem so anyway it says the former de montfort university student will have to return to court every four months to be tested on his reading by the judge after avoiding jail by the skin of his teeth you could have just said it by avoiding jail by the skin because he avoided it because of the color of his skin because i know that if you saw a young south asian boy man or a black um man boy who um was arrested um for making bomb videos or whatever or no sorry watching bomb making videos and 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 watching things that would um support some terrorist acts or acts of terror they would have been in jail immediately, even if it was their first offence and they just went to go and look at a young bomb-making video. They would have been in jail immediately. When have the Asian or black boys been told that, oh, especially if they're Muslim, are you mad? Especially if they're Muslim, you would have said to them, oh, you know what? 
I don't want to send you to jail. I don't want to send you to jail. Um, you've, you've escaped, you've managed to avoid jail by the skin of your teeth. Yeah. Or the skin of your jalabia or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not going to send you to jail. All I want you to do is just go and read all of these books. Like that would never happen. But, and this is the same way that we infantilize while, um, um, exalting white men, young and old for the violence that they inflict and the violence that they are considering. Um, even the violence that they've executed, it'll be like, oh no, they weren't that bad. And they were working in, you know, in isolation. They were a lone wolf. They were lonely. They were lonely. No, they're not working alone because they found these websites that provided them the information about white supremacy and, and wanting to be a Nazi. So they're not working alone. This is a, an, a global organization. When will you recognize it as such? When are we going to talk fully about the radicalization of white men and boys throughout the centuries? When are we going to talk about that? Because you're acting like it doesn't exist. And the reason that it's been able to thrive and, and to garner so much power is because people keep pretending that it's not there. Oh no, don't worry that they shot up 250 people in Vegas. No, 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 no. They were working alone. Oh, don't worry that they went and shot up their school. They were working alone. They're not working alone. They might've showed up alone, but they're walking like 50 man deep from their, from the, from the sick incel sites that they're on. But anyway, let's go get on with the, the, Piece. It says here, John had first been identified as a terrorist um, days after his 18th birthday and was referred to the Prevent program, but carried on downloading repellent right wing documents as well as a manual which contained bomb making instructions. Now, funny because that you lot clocked him from his 18th birthday. He did enough for you lot to clock him on his 18th birthday, yet that still wasn't enough. You didn't go raw. You know what? What are we going to do about this? Or we put him on a quote unquote prevent program, right? But you just need to think to yourself, if this were an, um, a, um, a South Asian or a black boy and they were Muslim, how would we have dealt with this situation? Because you wouldn't have been as lenient as you are being with him. So he was 18 years old and now we're dealing with him at the age of 21. 21 and you're still like, oh no, just read a couple of books. God forbid this guy actually goes and does something mad. But as long as his name is Ben John, as long as he still has two first names, um, we're going to have a problem as far as I'm concerned. Like we are not safe. Um, he goes on to say he also read about the Nazis and wrote a letter raging against gay people, immigrants, and liberals. I wish you could see a picture of him because he really has a long face. He really looks like a scarecrow. Um, yeah, yuck. Anyway, on August 11th this year, he was found guilty by jury of possessing information likely to be useful for preparing an act of terror. The court heard the conviction had a maximum, um, the court heard the conviction had a maximum jail sentence of 15 years. So the, it has a maximum jail sentence of 15 years and you gave him no years. Well, you gave him like two years suspended or whatever. Um, and instead you just told him to go and read some literature but I know if that was a non-white boy, you would have made him eat them 15 years. Gobble it up. That is what you're getting. It goes on to say, Judge Spencer, Judge, Judge Spencer um, concluded his crime was likely to be an act of teenage folly and an isolated incident. But how would you know, Spencer? How would you know, John Spencer, like, or whatever your name is? I've called you John Spencer. That's not you. Timothy. Timor. Timor, Timor. Timothy. How would you know, Timothy? How would you know? How would you know with your dandruff? How would you know that this is an isolated incident? Do you live in his brain? No, you don't. You don't. What does it stand for? QC, Queen's cunt. 
Because how do you know that it's an isolated incident? What do you know there? Stupid. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's actually, like, mad. It's, it's To me, it's QC, quantifiable crustiness. How do we quantify your crustiness in this situation, Timothy Spencer QC? who's meant to be a judge, but what are you judging? Because when, it, if it was time to judge, you know what? I would love, I, even though there, there will be signifiers in terms of where people live, the kind of education that they've had, all of these things that might give away the kind of, you know, their ethnicity or whatever. But I would love to see blind judging where you don't see the face of the person. You just see the crime that they committed. You get the backstory and, you know, the sporting letters and whatever, and you've got to make your decision, boom, based on only the things that you see. Because suddenly a lot of white, a lot more white boys, a lot more middle-class white boys would be in jail if we were doing things that way. I know that for sure. And if not, because now you can't see who you're judging, I know that less black boys would be in jail because you're just moving wild. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, a teenage folly. No, a teenage folly is putting on your condom and breaking it. A teenage folly is like, I don't know, having a wet dream and not washing your sheets. Teenage folly is, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, like blowing on someone's pussy. You're not meant to do that because it can cause air bubbles and kill them. But you know, like, those are things that I would say are teenage folly. Teenage folly is not consistently from the, from at least from when you have discovered him, the age of 18, downloading material that are, le that are clearly somebody getting, that is clearly somebody getting ready to be a terrorist. Like that is not teenage folly. That is just called terrorism. So anyway, um, John was, uh, it says here, um, John, uh, so Timothy Spencer added that John was highly susceptible to recruitment by others more prone to action, but said, I'm not of the view that harm was likely to have been caused. But again, you don't know time traveler QC, you don't know Queens cunt. Um, John was given a two year jail sentence suspended for two years, plus a further year of li on license monitored by the probation service. He was also given a five year serious crime prevention order requiring him to stay in touch with the police and let them monitor his online activity and up to 30 days on a healthy identity intervention program. Commenting on the sentence, counter-terrorism policing East Midlands Detective Inspector James Manning, who led the investigation, said, this was a young man who could be anyone's son, studying at university and living one life in public while conducting another in private. He possessed a wealth of national, socialist and anti-Semitic material, which indicated a fascination and belief in white supremacist ideology, along with support for an extreme satanic group, which is increasingly of concern for law enforcement agency and um, law enforcement agency. So I feel like he wants to drink the blood of children as far as I'm concerned. Um, Dr. Uh, Mr. Manning added it was not light reading or material most would concern themselves with for legitimate reasons. This has been a long and complex investigation over the course of 11 months. De Montfort University confirmed John was a criminology student when he was arrested, but had been suspended with immediate effect on his arrest. Um, it's funny that he's studying criminology as well. I wonder what the judge studied. Maybe they're part of the same sort of fraternity group, because you know, sometimes these people are part of these um, secret satanic fraternity groups. And so that's why he wouldn't give him the sentence that he needs to give him, because maybe he recognizes the material, because I don't understand why. I don't understand upon being shown the things that you've been shown and the jury saying that, nah, he's guilty, fam. 
you're there like, no, no, he's just a little bubba. He's just a little bubba. You want to suck mommy's nipples? He's just a little, nah, you lot are fucked. You lot are fucked. Like, it's absolutely fucked. And that satanic group, when police are giving you little tidbits like that, you know it's a major problem because people are disappearing left, right and center. And we need to take it more seriously. And it's people like this one with two first names that are the problem. So um, that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, but something lighter after discussing this one, this little complex with two first names, I saw something about Scott Disick that I just thought was interesting. First of all, um, Scott Disick makes my skin crawl. He really makes my skin crawl because he, to me, strikes me as a predator, especially since all the young girls that he's been dating, that like, it seems to be like the dumb thing in LA and it makes me really, really uncomfortable. So anyway, um, Scott Disick decided to message Eunice, is it Benjima? Benjima, who uh, used to date Courtney, Courtney Kardashian, right? And Courtney Kardashian used to be married. Was they were they married to Scott Disick? I don't know them. I don't keep up with the Kardashians. Clearly, I'm not keeping up with them. They need to keep up with me. Anyway, um, so uh, Scott Disick will talk shit about um, Eunice publicly, um, chatting all sorts of shit about him. Meanwhile, because Courtney is now dating Travis, um, is it his name Travis? Um, yeah, so he's now, she's now dating Travis, um, some kind of rock guy. Um, and I guess Scott has a problem with it. So he tried to DM Eunice. I guess he was trying to form an alliance and he DM'd him a picture of Courtney lips in Travis on a boat and she's uh, straddling him, getting her life basically. And he said to Eunice, yo, is this chick okay? Bro, like, what is this in the middle of Italy? And Eunice responded, doesn't matter to me as long as she's happy. P.S. I ain't your bro. And I love that fucking energy. Inject it. Inject it immediately. Because there's, you know, we've had, we need to have this conversation. We've been meaning to have this conversation for a while about the way that a lot of these celebrities try to pretend like they've really got a blended family when in fact everything is messy as fuck. Because for a long time, I feel like Courtney hasn't really said anything about how Scott has been moving, especially with these um, young, young things. She's kind of left him to it. But now that she's kind of doing her thing, feeling sexy. Oh, his name's Travis Barker. I really wanted to get that name because I was just like, what? Um, so yeah, she's living her best life with Travis Barker now. And she's feeling sexy. She's feeling hot. And clearly now Scott feels threatened because before it was just like, oh, we've had so many children together. She's going to always love me. And I'm going to go on and go and date all of these young girls. Um, and he clearly didn't see Eunice as a threat. I mean, he might've talked shit about him, but he didn't see him as that much of a threat. But then now that Courtney's with Travis Barker, that she's parading him up and down, up and down, up and down. And she's straddling him on a boat, um, in the middle of Italy, like in the on top of the water in the middle of Italy, suddenly he's threatened. Suddenly he's like, yo, what is going on here? Now, now you're bothered about what she's doing. 
now you're bothered. Oh, she's doing this in the middle of um, Italy. This isn't okay. You've done worse, you creepy motherfucker. You've done worse and you need to face your front. And it has to come a point where you, man, just let women live their lives. Like the women that you've been with who want to move on, you've got to let them live their lives because their lives doesn't stop just because they interacted with you. And Sierra is a great example of that. Like Sierra has gone on to flourish. Let's remember the tarot reading that I did earlier. Sierra has gone on to flourish. Ignore her level up nonsense that she said. Um, when she said walk in the spirit of um, wife and not a girlfriend or whatever the hell that was. But maybe, maybe that's a point too. Who knows? But I don't think that she had a strategy when she got with um, Russell. I don't, is it, his name's Russell, right? Yeah, yeah. She didn't have a strategy when she got with him. She was just blessed to meet him and he was all in. He was so invested in her. Like he stays in her uterus, like baby after baby. Like, you know, he's just you know, he's just in love and she's in love and you can see just how great her life is now or appears to be now since having to deal with that dead end known as future. And that's another point as well. Everyone's celebrating Drake and future's, um, collaboration and all of these things. You lot are fickle as fuck. Have fun with your music and all of that stuff, but I don't see how things are going to get better when you see people are toxic as hell. I mean, even if Drake wrote that in the log line of the album, um, you see that people are toxic as hell and you're still like, yeah, but I'm still going to bang the music anyway. Like, <laughs> let me not say anything, Sha. When you're ready to get yourself together, you'll get yourself together um, eventually. But um, yeah, I just thought that that was really, really interesting to read. And um, yeah, just leave people alone, Scott, leave people alone, Courtney has decided to blink at Dra uh, Travis Barker, and she's having a great time, so why don't you go and find something to do, um, and maybe one, you, is, is it the number that bothers you, 182, do you think about that and go 18, oh, I don't, oh, 18, yeah, yes, 18 year olds, I love that, I love dating 18 year olds, but I don't want it to be part of their band's name, no, blink and you might miss it, you know, you blink and you might miss it. She's gone and she's living her best life now. And she's happy with Travis for as long as they're happy together. And you're going to have to deal with it, even though your ego's hurt. Everyone pretending like their blended family is perfect when we know that fuckery and messes are happening behind the scenes. You just get to cover it up better because you've got lots of money. Um, so yeah, so I thought that I would share that. And I saw this video about um, a white man who said that his daughter was the one that con um, convinced him to stop being racist. And I saw another thing about this woman who um, in Nigeria, who the pictures are horrific of what she did to um, a little boy that's meant to be her house help. It says here, police arrest a lady for dousing a 10 year old maid with hot water mixed with pepper for breaking a plate. The Abia State Police Command have arrested one Mrs. Zazi David for allegedly dousing her 10 year old house help with hot water mixed with ground pepper simply because she broke a plate. The command's person, spokesperson Jeffrey Obona, said the suspect also allegedly forced the girl identified as Ifunaya to drink the mixture. It was gathered that the suspect was arrested after a patent medicine dealer she took Ifunaya to raised alarm over her condition. The suspect had also on several occasions meted inhuman treatments on the house help and said to be said to be an orphan, resulting in visible marks of violence on her body. According to a source, the cat was let out of the bag last week, Sunday, Wednesday Z 
um, forced the victim to drink hot water with pepper. This time, the horrendous attack burnt the little girl's lips, mouth and throat, perhaps fearing that Ifunaya may die in her house as Aisy took um, her to a local chemist for treatment. The patent medicine dealer on seeing the wounds advised the woman to take her to hospital, but the suspect refused, thus prompting the dealer to raise alarm. That makes me so, so sad because, and this is why the whole reason I'm building the children's home um, and resource centre in Lagos, because like children deserve better than this. If they no longer have family living who can look after them, they don't need to be palmed off to anybody else who's going to like abuse them. They deserve to be able to grow up in something that feels like a home where they can, you know, be there until, you know, they're in their late teens and they'll be equipped with the tools and resources and support that they need to actually have a life and a life that they can be proud of and a life that lets them feel safe. And that's ultimately what I want. I want my legacy in this life to be far more than fucking likes and views on Instagram. Motherfuck that. I don't give a shit. But if those things are going to help me to get the things that I need in terms of um, capital to finish building this thing, then I'm going to do what I need to do. And that's what a lot of people need to understand. Like I'm 10 steps ahead, um, like ahead of you. I'm not out here needing the validation from vacuous, like soulless motherfuckers. I just need my things. I literally need the bag so I can go and do things for people in a way, like leave things that are going to outlive me. Like that's what I'm concerned about. And when I see stories like this, it really, really hurts my feelings. Cause I think about the fact of being like abused as a child when I was staying with a childminder and I was in London. Right. Um, and that makes me extremely sad. And that's why I wanted to do the house girl documentary with the BBC. And I was working on that for ages, but they decided to move mad. Um, because um, they're just full of ops in that place. And we'd got everything planned, literally to the point where we're just waiting for them to book my flight ticket, only for them to turn around and be like, oh, um, we've had some changes in um, senior leadership. So we're going to have to hold off on this. And, you know, they're still dealing with facts that they heard certain things about you. And this was before the fuckery about anti-Semitism and rah, rah, rah. Um, so they're not sure, but the thing is like, you work with people who are problematic as fuck all of the time. People who refuse, like you work with Stacey Dooley all the time, who insists on keeping that picture of that black child on her page, even after being told that it's like, it's, 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 what is that? Some white saviorism and poverty porn. She was told and she refused to take it down. Like you lot work with people like that who are wrong and strong, um, in their convictions. And yet I'm here wanting to draw light, um, um, on this situation. I did all of the research myself. I found the people that we'd be speaking to myself. All these people needed to do was just fund it. And then even then they tried to flop the thing. But I know in my heart of hearts that denial, I'm sorry, delay is not denial. And I will make my documentary and I will help as many of these house helps as I can. And I will work with um, organizations that are currently in Nigeria, trying to provide more protection for young people who are in these situations. Um, I will work with them to get as much funding as they need so they can help as many people, even in the remote areas of Nigeria, because no child should have to suffer like this. What? Because I have no living parents. You deserve to give me hot water that and mixed with pepper because I smashed a plate. Are you fucking mad? May God smash every plate over your destiny, you fucking prick. And sometimes it's the women who are the um, ones who are, you know, the heads of these households that the um, house helps answer to that give them the most violent, most violent punishments for no fucking reason. Um, 
and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So, um, yeah, I just want better. I want better for the young people and I will make my documentary in the best way possible and I will draw light on this and I'll do it in a manner that's like respectful to the people who are speaking and I'll give clear points as to how we go about making things better. Um, obviously in collaboration with the people who are already on the ground doing the work and I'll make it clear that we're not trying to focus on the white gaze here where it's like, oh, look at the suffering that's going on in Africa. No, it's like, let's talk about this in a manner that's conducive, that we're not reducing anybody to um, stereotypes, but it will come. So to that baby girl, Ifunaya, I, I pray that you're divinely protected, um, especially um, looked after um, against the evil of this nasty, nasty, zazy woman that you were living with. Um, so yeah, I don't even think I'll talk about that racist guy that said he's now discovered that he was being racist in a football chance and he now knows better that he just felt like he was dabbling in casual racism. I just don't know anymore. I can't be asked. I don't know what to say to all of you, man. Do what you're doing. Anyway, let's big up the second of this week's show sponsor who um, show sponsors who um, are ExpressVPN and then we'll jump to start your motors. Vroom, vroom, baby. So... Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. I think that this is hilarious because I don't even put a lock on my baggage anymore because especially when I've been to America, they break it anyway. But anyway, anyway, you think your stuff is kept private, but you never know who's going through your underwear, your sex toys that you... I remember the one time I went to... Um, when I was going, I was traveling somewhere from Atlanta. So I lived in Atlanta for a bit, Atlanta, Georgia for a bit. And, um, I was going to another state and I was taking my vibrator with me, the rampant rabbit. And I remember that I was only, I only had hand luggage in it. So when it went through that conveyor belt thing and they saw it on the screen, they were busting up. But I was just like, you know, I'm going to take it with me because, ha, Omar, you need to chop this life before this life chops you. Um, anyway, when you go online without a VPN, internet service providers can see every single website you visit. So they can legally sell this information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. So you can browse anonymously now when you use ExpressVPN. So internet service providers cannot see your online activity. Um, your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server. Your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. It's easy to use. You can fire it up, um, fire up the app with one click of a button. It also works on so many devices, your phones, laptops, even your routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. Um, and that's why I use it. I mean, obviously we've just spoken about Ben John with the two first names and we don't want these kind of people to be using it to mask their wayward, um, um, actions on the internet. But for the rest of us who just want a cute time, you know, just a cute time to watch our shows in whatever country they might be in, then I'm recommending it. So secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash straws today. That's EXP. R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash straws. And you can get an extra three months free um, on expressvpn.com slash straws. So go and get your best life. Don't ask me where I'm watching shows when you can literally download the ExpressVPN app. And you can also be watching shows from all around the world by simply telling the app that you're in that country. And so you can go back on your browser and do what you need to do. Go on your Netflix, do what you need to do and go and enjoy your life. Anyway, let's get to start your motors. Whoa, 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 whoa. Start your motors. Huh. So I'm in the Netherlands right now recording after um, attending the um, race day. 
of the Dutch Grand Prix where Max Verstappen actually won. Max Verstappen that races for Red Bull, um, aka, um, and the team principal for that is obviously the spiceless wonder known as Christian Horner, who you guys have now started calling Karen Horner, and I find that fucking hilarious. I really, really wanted Hamilton to win this race. It would have been his 100th win. Um, and you know, then it would also mean that he stays on top of the championship table, but I think now Verstappen might be ahead of him by three points because, um, I think Lewis also got the fastest lap even, and that was really funny as well. So they told Bottas to like slow down. So, um, Hamilton could have the fastest lap, which means that he gets an extra point. Um, cause he would have gotten 18 points for coming second place to Verstappen. Verstappen gets 25 points. Um, so yeah, so he would have gotten, um, 18 points. So that extra point that would make 19 points. So that would lessen the gap between him and, um, Hamilton, but Bottas didn't want to listen. And I don't know why he's moving mad, but maybe he's feeling spicy because we still don't know um, what's happening with him next season. His contract hasn't yet been renewed. And there's there are rumours that George Russell, who I think is bad vibes, will be replacing him next season as um, the number two for Mercedes. And maybe because Kimi Raikkonen is now retiring from Formula One, that that means that there's a space for Alfa Romeo. And um, Bottas was saying that with Mercedes, they've only ever given him one year, one year, one year contracts. They've never given him a multi-year contract like the way that they give Lewis. Like Lewis has got a contract now with Mercedes until 2023. So that must really, really burn. So if he was to go to somewhere like Alfa Romeo who are planning to actually get a better engine, I think they're going to get a Mercedes en engine even. So if he goes somewhere like that where he's got a better engine so the car drives better and they can offer him a multi-year deal, maybe he'll feel like he's got more stability. So, I mean, I want that for him. I want for him to be somewhere where he's like, he feels valued because maybe, he, you know, the tarot region might be for him. He needs to be somewhere where he feels celebrated, where he doesn't feel like he's in the shadow of somebody else. But me personally, I'm not looking forward to anything to do with George Russell currently. I just, there's just something that feels off about him. But, you know, if Mercedes like it, I fucking love it. I'll go with it. But yeah, it just feels off. So, Yes, because of the uh, people at F1 um, treating me nice and talking to me nice, I was able to go to the Netherlands for um, the uh, practice sessions on Friday, the qualifying uh, race on Saturday, as well as the race day on Sunday. And it's been brilliant, like to to be to get flued out um, regarding something that I greatly enjoy is actually wild. And um, Jupiter is in my 12th house. Well, it's meant to be in my 12th house, um, Pisces, but I think it's retrograde at the moment. So it's currently in Aquarius, if I'm not mistaken, but that energy is there, you know, like I've heard that when Jupiter is in your 12th house and 12th house is like the house of like things that are hidden, but also like foreign lands as well, I think. I could be wrong. Um, so I've heard that when you've got that placement in your 12th house, you'll find that you travel more than you ever did. Now, what's really um, interesting is that, um, so every morning I would, uh, me and the family, because I went with my um, husband and Lev, um, every morning we'd have to get tested before we could go on to um, go into the paddock. Cause you know, I got the VIP paddock club again. 
for all three days. So we'd have to go every morning to go and get tested and wait for the results to come, wait for the results to come through before we could go in. And I re- I was sitting in the car thinking to myself like, rah, I am blessed. I am blessed every day of my life. I am breast, breast. When I wake up in the morning and I tap my ponani every day of my life, I am blessed. No, I was just thinking to myself how blessed I am. I felt really emotional, just like, and they supplied me, um, they gave me a driver for the entire time. Big up yourself, Ferry. He was amazing the entire time from the Thursday when we arrived, um, which was the day after Lev's birthday. Um, he was with us the whole time and literally his assignment was to take us wherever we wanted to go at whatever time we wanted to go there. But I'm not a dickhead in it. So I'm not going to ask him to just be waiting around for ages because that's literally their job. They just sit around waiting for you to need to be driven somewhere. And I didn't want that for him. So I was very structured about the times that we would need him. And Lev absolutely loved him. Lev just kept walking up to him and going, uncle, uncle. I was like, uh-uh, that's all you know. That is all you know. Everybody's uncle. Um, but that means I'm raising him well. So two slaps on my chest. So, um, yeah, anyway, um, we had the drive bar. So the drive bar was taking us to go and get the test done. He picked us up from the hotel, was taking us to go and get the test done. And I was thinking to myself, the last time I felt like this sort of expansion, um, this kind of benevolence from the universe, although I, you know, I've, I know that I've been blessed, 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 blessed. Even though I went to New York um, in last year, February, on behalf of Dove, it didn't quite feel like this because certain things were happening where they were like properly, proper watching the budget that, yeah, felt a bit off. But um, yeah, when I, the last time I felt like this was when I went to do the Iron Brew advert in 2011. I went to go and do a commercial in Cape Verde with Iron Brew. And I remember being there and the stars looked so low. I remember looking up at the, I was staying in the resort and I was looking up at the night sky and I thought, rah, I mean that you know, like the stars look so low and I was just so thankful. And the area that I was staying in when I was in Cape Verde was Boa Vista. And I'm thinking about that now and trust and believe I look to my right. Remember I'm in the Netherlands, right? I look to my right and I see a small shop, like a surf shop that's selling because this race at Sandvoort was by the sea, by the seaside. So, um, they've got like little surf shops, like it's a proper seaside um, area. So, I look at the shop to my right and what's it called? Boa Vista. And I said, big up yourself, universe. Big up yourself, my G. Because it was that moment of reminding me, and that was in 2011 and now we're in 2021. You know, that was that moment of reminding me that like spirit hasn't ever forgotten about you. And yes, some things might really take a lot of work to to bring to fruition in your life. But that's not because you're any sort of like bad person or that you don't deserve the things. But let spirit do what spirit does, because nobody's going to deny you when the time is right. You will get your things. And that's what I pray for anybody listening to this. Unless you're listening to this and you've got bad vibes, I pray that you burn in hell. Even if hell isn't real in the way that we imagine it, I hope that you have your own personal hell. But um, for everybody else, I pray like great things things for you. So, um, yeah, I, it really touched me. I even feel emotional now thinking about it. Like I've just loved this sport and I followed this sport since like 2013. I know that there are people who have followed it for longer cause you won't fail to remind me. Um, but I followed this sport since 2013 and simply by Sorosuki, that's what they say. Speak up. I spoke up Monsorosuki. And I said, hey, I want to come through and this is what I do. And I want to be able to do it in your space. And they were like, come through, girl. 
and you know we've been doing the things and I really really appreciate that and yeah it's it's really been amazing so basically at the um free practice I call it final practice because it's their final time to practice before they go to the race so their final practice one final practice two and final practice three that's what I'm going to call it I don't care about your free practice and what you call it. And people are like, oh, but how can you have three final practices? Yeah, but you also have how many final destinations in terms of the film? Yeah, so I can call it what I want. So FP1 went well. Lewis um, was driving really fast and he was at the top um, of the table after um, FP1. FP2, suddenly his car loses power, just out of nowhere, loses power. So he doesn't actually get to um, drive an FP2. And the reason for the practice is that it helps the drivers get really used to the track so they can feel it. And Sandvort, they haven't used that track forever. So they had to do a, like a lot of rebuilding um, for that track to make it available this year. I think Lewis said that the last time he was there was like 2004, 2005. So he's a little one um, them times. Um, so yeah, they're now out there trying to do their thing and it's just, you know, they, they it's very undulating, the um, Zandvoort track. So they're trying to get a feel for it, but he can't get a feel for it if his car suddenly loses power. So he didn't get to do FP2 and that was on a Friday. FP3 now on Saturday, that's the um, their practice before qualifying race. And the qualifying race is when they have to go the fastest um, in order to get pole position. And the person who goes second fastest gets the second position, third position, and so on. You want to ideally have the pole position so nobody can trouble you, especially if it's on a track that no one can really overtake you. I mean, it's possible, but it's going to be a lot of hard work. And Zandvoort is one of those tracks. Um, so Verstappen ended up getting um, pole position and Lewis got second place and Bottas got third place. And they pretty much kept that for the entire race. Um, I mean, there was a point when Bottas was ahead of um, Verstappen and Lewis went to the pit to go and change his um, tyres in the hopes that he'd be able to like really put it on Verstappen. It was a great race overall. It was really, really great. I tried to bring all the vibes that I could bring in order to make the whole thing um, wonderful. You know me, I'm always going to be transparent because I'll never paint everything as a rosy posy. I do feel like as the only black woman on in that space on a Sunday, it didn't feel hostile because there was one guy that could not get enough of my outfits from Saturday, Sunday. Like he, at one point he even came up to me when my husband was there and he was just, um, when I was looking down, um, crouching down to help Lev and he was just like, I bet your son is two years and four months. I was like, he's two years and four days, but you did well. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> and my husband was just looking at, at him like, and, but yeah, I, maybe he was just being friendly, but he was, he was hilarious. But in, in being in that space as the only black woman on a Sunday, Saturday three, I was one of three black women on, um, Friday, I was one of two black women in terms of those who were there as spectators. You know, there were people who were like working, um, there as well. But this time in terms of the girls that were working in terms of hospitality, um, they were mainly white girls. I don't think I saw a black girl working in hospitality, whereas Silverstone, there were lots of black girls working in hospitality. But, um, yeah, being in that space, being like, one of the only black women there. No, actually there were, there were four black women. Cause I remember I saw one woman in the distance as well, who was um, spectating. Um, yeah, it just felt really odd, you know, like I know that that's the reality of F1. And, um, I know that there were people watching in the grandstands that were black, 
um, not loads of them, but they were there. But it does feel rather odd and you do feel like overlooked at times. So for instance, when we arrived on the, I think Friday, I didn't even know that my pass would allow me to go upstairs um, and that's where my suite was the whole time, like the suite where I'd be watching the race from because nobody told me because nobody came to come and meet me. Um, and when I was at the front, the turnstiles to enter, um, there was a pass for me, there was a pass for my partner, there wasn't a pass for Lev. And then these girls were like, you can't enter because there's no pass for him. Like, why does a two-year-old really, really need a pass? But fine. They're like, no, you must have a pass. And I guess, you know what, for security measures to know how many people are in the vicinity, that's okay. But the way that she was moving, it was like, you're not coming in at all without a pass for this guy. So that means that I, if we were anybody, then we wouldn't have been able to go to that race that day. That our tickets would, our passes would have just been useless because Lev didn't have a pass. So I had to call the people and be like, what is going on? Called my agent. I was like, what is going on? And they sorted it and um, they let us in without a pass for him. But then on the second day, um, they had met us outside. Uh, the team had met us outside with passes for Lev for Saturday and Sunday. And this was when we were finally shown around and like, oh no, you were meant to be up here the whole time. Like your name is right here. You were meant to be up here the whole time. This is where you're meant to sit. And you've got all of this viewing area here. And I just thought like, rah, okay, cool. So now Sunday arrives and I look cute as fuck. My God, my black and white outfit from, my black and white play suit from Tongoro was beautiful. I had it on with my JW Andersons and I got this a solid anklet from Mam that I was wearing as well, just serving. My sister locks were are flourishing. I actually slicked down my hair. If you notice, I don't ever really slick down my hair unless it's a special occasion. I don't like putting like gel in my hair. So I just leave it looking how it looks. So I slicked it down, um, did my lashes, did my makeup for both days. Everyone was like, oh my God, who was your MUA? I was like, it was me. I was my MUA, me. Um, so anyway, um, Sunday arrives, look you, having a great time, making my commentary and posting it on socials, all of that stuff. And then we go to the table, the suite that has been reserved for us. And then this girl arrives with her people. And I noticed that they are getting way more attention paid to them. And I didn't really re recognize her at first. And she was wearing some awkward um, denim flares with some pointy shoe. And I know that that is probably the fashions at the moment with like a sheer tight top, blue top, but, and some very odd crystal sort of earrings didn't really strike me as anything really, but she was with her people and I just saw that they were taking much more care of her. And then I remember them saying, oh, we don't usually offer what we offer you to anyone that's got less than like a million, of, uh, a million followers or whatever. But I was just like, yeah, whatever protocol you have, God will break every protocol to make me, put me in the spaces that I need to be in because I'm a divinely blessed baby girl and I'm ever blessed, ever protected. So, and my excellence speaks for itself. Like you can have people who have millions of followers and they're not nowhere near my excellence. And I think it's time for people to really recognize that. Like you are blessed if I'm paying attention to you so you need to act accordingly. So anyway, now, um, this girl's right next to us, like table next to us now. Um, they're doing their thing, not really interested because again, you invite these people and they don't have as much interest in the sport as I do. Like I was giving you content, content, humor, humor, shots, information, all of that. They don't have that. And fine, they don't have that, but don't act like they're more important than me when I'm the one providing the things. Um, cause one of them, um, people, she barely looked at me when um, we arrived outside the turnstiles and she was like, oh, this, 
this girl here who we met on Saturday, she'll take you to your seat for today. But she barely made eye contact. But when it came to this person who arrived, oh, she was there. She was sitting at the table with them, looking after them. And I just thought that that was very cheeky. And I'll say that it hurt my feelings because we're dealing with somebody who's mixed race here, very, very light skin that's been taken around. You as the white woman taking them around, all right, doing your thing. Me um, as the darker person in comparison to this person, not getting that same vim, but it's okay because God supplies my vim in it. That's thus my vim is endless so sitting at the table now and I've got Lev in his stroller so we have him in his stroller so he doesn't constantly run around because there's so many people walking around with trays and glasses and things like that and he's fast so have him in his stroller now and he's like bumping his stroller on the back of this um girl's seat and she looks over, like she turns around, looks over. It's like she's trying to make eye contact with me. And then she moves her bag um, from behind her. Um, like she was resting on her bag behind her. And I thought, wait, I can hear an English accent, but we're in Netherlands. So I'm meant to know who this person is. Trust and believe, yeah. I've never seen Georgia Smith before in the flesh. So I don't actually know what she looks like. And I know that the reason that a lot of you man fuck with her music is because you do know what she looks like. Because so many guys are like, oh my God, I love what Georgia Smith is doing with her music at the moment. And while I feel like, yeah, she she sings well, she does what she needs to do. The same thing I said about blind judging. Like if you could not see the person that you are judging and given a sentence to, you would act differently. I believe that if we had a music industry where we could not see the musicians, the 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 the, the landscape would look very very different to what it looks like now. Like people are blowing because they're light skin and people find them cute right? So she's given this look, whether it's because he bumped her, um, her seat with his stroller, so I moved him to the side, but then it's the moving of the bag, and I just thought, I don't want to read too much into it, but I don't know who the fuck you think you are, and what you think you're doing. Like, sing your songs, little girl. Sing your songs, little girl, but mind out before you fucking find out. You're not the one that should be coming and, and acting high and mighty with your flared boot and your pointy shoe to anybody. Like, behave yourself. I really want to hope that I was wrong about that, that energy that you were bringing but now it makes sense as to how the race was the way the way the race was today because I'm there bringing all the energy and you're bringing your wayward um other people's man fucking vibes move move I don't ever in your life look at my me or my son like that again because it was just this sense this pause and I was like who are you looking at with your sleepy eyes move move because again if people didn't know what you look like you would not be you would not be blowing the way that you're blowing and sometimes when people say that it's like oh you're jealous of her because she's cute i'm not jealous of her don't want to look like her don't give a shit but I understand the, the, the privilege and the dynamics that are working in her favor. I understand that very well. I understand what's working in her favor. And I hope that she does too, so she can behave herself. Because I'm not one of them people that's going to fawn over you because you're light skinned. Because I don't give a fuck about how light your skin is. Yeah? Focus on that point issue that you don't catch it in something and break your head. Ridiculous behavior. All because what? These people have so many followers and they garnered those followers because of their light skin. Oh, because, but they can sing too. And I should have known like, oh yeah, you'd be invited possibly by whoever invited you because I watched his one extra interview when he was talking about the Hamilton Commission, when he was being interviewed and he was just like, oh yeah, I'm really, there was this smirk when he's like, I'm really enjoying um, George Smith's music at the moment. I'm really enjoying what she's doing. And it's that same smirk that all the guys have when they talk about her. It's not her music you're enjoying. Stop lying. Stop lying. Just tell the truth for once. All of you tell the truth and get people in order. There are so many light-skinned women, biracial, light-skinned women walking around 
in this world thinking that they are mightier than they actually are because all of you lot are gassed them. They are floating. These girls are floating because how much you lot have gassed them up. And the talent, I'm not saying the talent isn't there. I wouldn't deny that. I'm not mad. But really, I know people who are more talented. And the reason that they're not where she is, is literally because of the shade of their skin. So I would be damned if I'm looking cute as fuck and I'm there with my family, my child, and we're minding our business and he stroller bumps you whatever. And you think, what, somebody's trying to take your bag. Keep your bag. Keep your bag, sis. Keep your bag and your pointy shoe. Keep it. Keep it. I thought I saw a kitten heel there as well. And I, everyone already knows how I feel about a kitten heel. You're lucky it wasn't a white boot because I would have lost my mind. It was just a black pointy shoe boot. But I really didn't like that behavior. I didn't like feeling like, oh, well, this person, you'll claim that, oh, it's because they've got more of a following. That's why maybe we were giving them, you know, more attention, making sure that they were settled, that they were okay. But we all know what time it is. And I'm fucking tired of colorism. I'm colorism and I'm so, I'm just fed up of it. Um, Overall, it didn't mar my experience. I still had um, a great time. It was great to be at the race. I feel like I've given the girls energy. I've done, I did what needed to be done, whether that um, energy was intercepted by the bad vibes of the pointy shoe and the, and, and, and the flare trouser. That is not my business, but I did what I was meant to do anyway. And I think that second position, second place is great. You know, the hundredth win will happen in divine timing, but, um, yeah, I deserve accolades for my commentary, um, of F1 this past weekend and the, the Silverstone commentary as well. I'm great at this stuff. And I think it's time in this 2021 that people start giving me my flowers. I deserve to be celebrated and people need to call me by my Ross Clark name. Like if you know that you're benefiting from me, bigging you up, call me by my motherfucking name. Yeah. That goes for everyone everywhere. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'll continue to watch my things, enjoy my things and talk about the things that I want to talk about. And um, big up Pierre Gasly, who's um, driving for AlphaTauri and he managed to get himself fourth place um, because Checo Perez did not get himself fourth place. And he really should have been up there with his Red Bull teammate securing a podium place so they can get the constructors points. But oh, oh well, he's having a tough time, isn't he? Um, yeah, the overall, overall, it was great, and big up Kubica, um, for stepping in for Raikkonen, because, um, Raikkonen got, um, COVID, he tested positive for COVID-19, um, after uh, the practice sessions on Friday, so Kubica had to be brought in, because I, we saw him at breakfast, because he was staying in the hotel that we were staying at, so I was like, rah, Kubica's here, and for background, Kubica remains the only Polish, um, racing driver to ever be in Formula One, um, so big up yourself, unless you're a racist, I don't know that, but I don't think he is, I don't know, I don't know, um, so yeah, he was, he was there and, um, Giovinazzi saw him, um, really like his hair. He's just got, he's really got this bit, um, hair goatee thing. You know, when they link them, when the man linked the hair and the goatee, he's really got that on lock. I was able to go for a run while I was here. I didn't bring my running shoes. So my, um, partner actually went out on Saturday night and, um, Saturday evening with the driver and they rushed uh, to buy me, um, running shoes as a surprise. It gave me blisters on the back of my foot when I ran in it, but it's the thought that counts. Like it was really, really lovely and thoughtful that they would do that. Um, so I managed to get a run in while in the Netherlands. And for me, sometimes when there are no words for something, um, running is how I can pray best. So it was nice to be here and feel so blessed. Um, and to have that opportunity to do and speak about what I love. But, um, 
me, I won't be chasing the girls. I won't be chasing the people. You've seen the proof in what I do now. And it is what it is. If every, if everybody has sense, you'll give me my things. Um, but I'm not going to be rushing anybody for anything. I, I've got to also remember my worth and, you know, stay in my lane and face my front. And I know that the things that are destined for me will find me. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's get to, that was, um, start your motors. So let's get to straw of the week, AKA suck your mum. My first straw of the week goes out to, um, Andy Cohen. Um, because unfortunately Nini leaks, Lenithia leaks, her husband, Greg, Le um, Greg has died. Um, and he was a baby boy. I just love how much he loved Nini. No matter how problematic we found Nini, I loved how much he loved Nini. And that showed me that there's a part of her that is tender, that, you know, that all of us, you know, we all deserve care. We all deserve tenderness. But I really enjoy how much, like, he would play along with her things. And, um, yeah, it was just really beautiful. So it was really sad to hear of his passing. But we knew that he, you know, he'd um, been dealing with cancer for a while. And I, I thought it went, but I can't remember. Anyway, Andy Cohen, who is the one of the producers, right? Um, he's one of the producers of the entire um, Real Housewives franchise. And he's the one that usually hosts the um, reunion episodes. And I just find him to be extremely anti-black, especially when it comes to black women. But I like that at that time that Titus got him together. I think it was on Watch What Happens Live. I can't remember where it was. But he was trying to talk to Titus um, in a very shady way. And Titus was like, do your show girl, like focus on your show. Don't try me. Don't try me. And he needs to be gathered like that. Andy Cohen needs to be gathered like that because as somebody that has profited off the commodification of um, black people in reality TV, I think that he forgets himself and thinks that he can talk to people anyhow. And he needs to be reminded immediately to stay in his fucking lane and, and play his position. Um, so he says here, he, like, for backstory, in case you don't watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta, they, Nini and Bravo, the network that um, Real Housewives is shown on, have had issues for a while, right? They've had lots of issues. And Nini is not perfect. Nini does mad things. Nini is problematic as fuck. We already know that. But we also know that misogynoir is involved in how they treat her. And we saw that in how Monique was treated in Real Housewives of Potomac. Everyone making it out like, oh my God, she's so violent. She's so terrible. They did the same thing with Portia in Real Housewives of Atlanta when she had to brock up Kenya and they were like oh my god she's so violent she's so terrible you need to go and do this meanwhile the real housewives of Beverly Hills them man them man are fighting all of the time but you don't give them the same vim because they're white women but when the black women get to fisticuffs now then it's suddenly like oh my god this is so violent this is not how we want to represent people and da 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 it just feels like the energy is very, very different, right? So they've had problems with Nini. And so Nini hasn't returned to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And it's just been this whole thing. And she said that they've greatly, greatly disrespected her, which I believe, regardless of how problematic she is as an individual. Anyway, now we hear that Greg Leakes has died, her husband, Andy tweets. I am heartbroken over the passing of Greg Leakes, a wonderful man. I jokingly called him Pastor Leakes, but in truth, he was a strong voice of reason and commanded great respect among the entire Real Housewives of Atlanta team. I'm sending love and strength to Nene Leakes and the entire Leakes family. No, fuck off fuck off, because you've been very disrespectful to her for years, don't now tag her in the thing, talking about, oh, I feel so bad for her, rare, rare, rare. don't tag me in your shit, don't talk to me, don't call my name, keep my name out your mouth, keep my name out your mouth, 
You can go suck out all the drama that you've brought to her life, all the ways that you try to make all these shady comments about her and now you're tweeting. You didn't need to even at her. But then I guess if you didn't ha at her, people would be like, why didn't you at her? But there's just ways you could go, you could have gone about it. But tagging Nini after the way that you lot have treated her behind the scenes, I think is very nasty, very smelly behavior. So Andy Cohen can go suck out is really what I wanted to say. I'm not going to pontificate for ages. I just wanted to give him a smooth straw and keep it moving. So my next straw of the week goes out to Ofcom. Um, Ofcom are what? Are they the regulating body for the things that we see on TV? I don't know what they do, really. Um, yeah, they say here, we keep an eye on the UK's telecoms, TV, radio and postal industries to make sure they're doing the best for all of us. Anyway, um, you know when um, the Oprah interview came out with uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and they were speaking about um, Meghan how she had suicide she um, felt suicidal with all the way the, with the way that she was being treated um, by the press and everybody else she spoke about that in an Oprah interview and on Good Morning Britain on the 8th of March 2021 um, what is his name Piers Morgan decided to talk shit about her saying that he doesn't believe that she was suicidal. He doesn't believe that she was suffering from any mental health issues. She's just a liar. She's this, she's that. Like he's just obsessed. And 50,000 people, five zero thousand people reported this, um, good morning Britain episode and said, rah, that is wrong. That is, that is just disgusting how he behaved. Like, even if you're not going to consider the fact that it's misogynoir, clearly, even if you don't want to consider that it's sexism, clearly, let's just focus on the fact that he is disregarding very, very real mental health issues that people go through. And he seems to have a pattern of doing this with black women, like you can't avoid it, whether they're biracial or whatever, like he can't seem to avoid like denigrating and dismissing the very real mental health concerns of black women. So, um, or women of black um, heritage. So, um, Ofcom now tweeted and said, decision summary, this was a finely balanced decision. Mr. Morgan's comments were potentially harmful and offensive to viewers. And we recognize the strong public reaction to them, but we also took full account of freedom of expression. Under our rules, broadcasters can include controversial opinions as part of legitimate debate, uh, debate in the public interest. And the strong challenge to Mr. Morgan from other contributors provided important context for viewers. Nonetheless, we've reminded ITV to take greater care around content discussing mental health and suicide in future. ITV might consider the use of timely warnings or signposting of support services to ensure viewers are properly protected. So they, um, their tweet was followed by today. We've concluded our investigation into Piers Morgan's comments on Good Morning Britain in the wake of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's interview with Oprah Winfrey. Read our decision um, and the reasons for it here. And it included a PDF. They should probably use the issue for that because it would have made life very simple. Um, they said not in breach. Um, and um, they said that it was within context, he was saying what needed to be said, and that he was challenged on air, so that makes it okay. Challenged by who, though? Challenged how, really? Challenged how, really, when actually the dynamic of the show is that he will be the loudest mouth, because he is the highest paid, he's the white male in the situation, so he'll do what he likes, regardless of whether people are screaming at him that he's wrong, or he's got his co-host that just sits there like a fucking Churchill dog, nodding her head and shaking her head like an idiot. Um, 
But yeah, I'm just disgusted at the outcome, but I'm not shocked by the outcome because it's similar to me contacting the BBC about the way that Emma Barnett basically lied. She lied in her tweet about the nature of why I decided not to be on Woman's Hour. And I said to them, release the fucking footage. You've confirmed to me that you've had footage, so release it. They were like, oh no, due to the protection of journalistic integrity and um, for the, the, the fact that they might need to use that footage in the future, or, um, you know, at the time that it was being recorded, it was recorded with the potential of being journalistic research. So um, we've got to keep that private from you. But I'm also in it and I want it. So what are we going to do now? Oh, well, we can't give it to you. So, yeah. And I just think that that's bullshit, that they try to make it out like all of these things are transparent and clear and these regulations are in place for what they need to be in place for. And they're really, really not. They're not. They're not in place um, for us or to serve us. Like, OK, people like, yeah, but um, diversity got 25,000 or is it 35,000 complaints over their dance routine? So we can't look at the volume of complaints about something to be like, oh, this is the reason why they need to be punished or something needs to be um, something needs to happen. But you're t again forgetting the context of everything diversity we're doing the um a dance routine about legitimate things that happen in our communities that we need to address our global communities police brutality things that we need to address Piers Morgan was working from a very very racist place a very sexist place and when those two things meet we're dealing with misogynoir when he was saying that uh, Megan was lying about her mental health issues how would you know how would you know with your shirt collar that's too tight you stupid bitch how would you know Go and suck your mother until your head explodes. That's what I want for you because you won't be able to suck your mother dry, really, because your shirt collar is squeezing your neck. So I just want your head to explode. I'm not saying that anyone should come and inflict violence on you because I know how people turn around and be like, oh, this is what you said in your footage. No, I'm now being very, very clear so you can understand me fully. Yeah, no one has to come and inflict violence upon you. I want you to just somehow spontaneously combust, you stupid, straggly bitch. Um... And so Ofcom, you know, I've given Piers Morgan many straws, but Ofcom, you get a straw because that outcome, that decision um, is bullshit. It's bullshit. It's trash. And you can't just rely on the fact that, oh, well, there was differing opinions. So rare, rare, rare. So when I come on news, when I come on terrestrial TV next time, yeah, when I'm on national TV and I say the things that I want to say, don't anybody turn around and be like, oh, well, we've reported you to Ofcom and now Ofcom, don't come and talk to me. Off come off my case, off come off my Ross Clark case and don't come and talk to me because I'll have somebody there um, as a voice of dissent, but they won't be able to speak over me because I'll say what I need to say. And you can call it controversial and you can say that it was balanced because there was somebody else to, to um, argue against my point and thus making it a fair debate. But I don't even know why we are debating the legitimacy of somebody, uh, somebody else's, somebody else's mental health experiences how is that even up for debate but you all want to do up rules and regulations rules and regulations go and regulate yourselves and your mother's panani you dickheads anyway i feel like that's that for this week's episode of sym you can follow me on at kolechnikov or at say your mind pod thank you to all my patrons i know that i owe you lots of wonderful videos and things you'll be getting them soon i am yet to add all of you to the close friends list but i'll do it in the still of the night when there's quiet I will do that and add you also when I start adding um, more or when I continue, when I get back to adding more close friends content, you lot will see it. So continue to send me your names on Patreon and I'll sort that out. Um, 
Yeah, thank you to Issue and ExpressVPN for sponsoring this week's episode. I enjoyed my time at the Grand Prix. I'll forever be a baby baby girl. Um, Yeah, it's been wonderful times, been wonderful times. I'm so thankful to God for blessing me with the things that I asked for. And I'm thankful to all of you that continue to listen and support me in the way that you do. I pray that the things that you desire that are in alignment with your highest good, that it finds you and it finds you um, in um, beautiful divine timing. Um, and so, yeah, that's it. I've been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. Anyway, catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.